Kali Carbonica. The Kali Carb patient is a hard patient to study, and the remedy itself is a hard one to study. It is not used as often it should be, and the reason is that it is a very complex and confusing remedy. It has a great many opposite symptoms, changing symptoms, and thus it is related to the patient that withhold their symptoms and have many vague symptoms. The patient is whimsical, irascible, irritable to a great degree, quarrels with his family and with his bread and butter. He never wants to be alone, is full of fear and imaginations when alone, fear of the future, fear of death, fear of ghost. If compelled to remain alone in house, he is wakeful, sleepless and his sleep is full of horrible dreams. He is never at peace. He is full of imaginations and fear. What if the house should burn up? What if I should do this or that? And what if this and other thing should be? He is oversensitive to everything, sensitive to every atmospheric change. He can never get the room at exactly the right temperature. He is sensitive to every draft of air and to circulation of air in the room. He cannot have the windows open even in a distant part of the house. He will get up at night in the bed and look around to see where the draft of air comes from. His complaints are worse in wet weather and in cold weather. He is sensitive to cold and is always shivering. His nerves feels the cold. They are painful when it is cold. The neuralgias shoot here and there. Then it is cold. And if the part affected be kept warm, the pains goes to some other place. All his pains change place and go into cold part. If he covers up one part, the pain goes to the part uncovered. This remedy is full of sticking, burning, tearing pains and this fly around from place to place. Of course, Calicup has pains that remain in one place, but usually the pains fly around in every direction, pains cutting like knives, pains like hot needles, sticking, stinging and burning. These pains are felt in the internal parts and dry passages, burning in the anus and rectum, described as if a hot poker were forced into that passage burning as with fire. The hemorrhoids burn like coals of fire. The burning of calicup is like that of arsenic. Again, from studying the text it will be seen that it is a common feature of this medicine to have its symptoms come on at 3, 2 or 5 o'clock in morning. In calicup the cuff will come and have its greatest aggravation at 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. The febrile state it will occur from 3 to 5 in morning. The patient who is subject to asthmatic dyspnea will have attack at 3 o'clock in the morning, waking him out of sleep. He will wake up with various symptoms and remain awake until 5 o'clock in the morning and after that to a great extent they are relieved. Of course, there are plenty of sufferings at any time in 24 hours, but 
this is the worst time he wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning with fear fear of death fear of future worries about everything and is kept awake for 2 3 hours and then goes to sleep and sleeps soundly his body is cold and requires much clothing to keep it warm but in spite of the fact that he is cold he sweats copiously copious cold sweat upon the body sweats upon the slightest exertion sweats where the pain is sweat over forehead cold sweat in the forehead with headache neuralgia of scalp and the eyes and the cheekbones in association with nervous shooting pains violent pains here and there in the head as if the head would be crushed cutting and stabbing in the head violent congestive headaches as if the head were full head hot on one side cold on the other forehead covered by cold sweat it has catarrhal congestive headache whenever he goes out in the cold air the nose opens up and the mucous membrane becomes dry and burn when he returns into a warm room the nose commences to discharge and the nose stuffs up so that he cannot breathe through it and then he feels most comfortable so that it was stuffing up of the nose in the warm room and opening of the nose in the open air when the nose is open so that he can breathe through it that is the time the head is most painful it is painful to cold air and the cold air makes it burn the cold air feels hot all these patients suffer from a chronic catarrh and when they ride in the wind the catarrhal discharge ceases and then will come on a headache and thus he has headache from riding on cold wind whenever the discharge ceases from taking cold in draft comes headache and as the discharge comes free again the headache is relieved neuralgic pains in eyes and scalp and through the cheek bones from cessation of chronic catarrhal discharge and when the discharge starts up again these pains cease with the chronic catarrh of the nose there is a thick fluent yellow discharge dryness of the nose alternating with stuffing the one who suffers from a chronic catarrh will also have the discharge in the morning which fill up in the nose with yellow mucus in the morning he blows out and hogs up dry hard crust that fill up the nasal passage clear over into the pharynx and down into the throat these crusts become dry as if they were partly formed upon the mucous membrane and when they are blown out there is bleeding the bleeding starts from where the crusts are lifted up he is a subject of sore throat is always taking cold and it settles in throat he is also subject to enlarged tonsils and with these has enlarged and chronic hardness of parotid glands one or both great nodes below the ear behind the jaw these grow and become hard and at times painful shooting darting pain when he is moving about in the open air 
when air strikes these enlarged glands they are sore and painful and is ameliorated by going into a warm place the acute cold extend into the chest but calicap has been found most suitable to chronic attire of the chest chronic bronchitis the chest is very often affected in just the same way as the nose there is the dryness and dry barking hacking cough in cold air but a copious expectoration of mucus when it becomes warm and that is the time he is most comfortable for the expectoration seems to relieve him he suffers mostly from a dry hacking cough with morning expectoration the cough begins with a dry hacking increases gradually and sometimes very rapidly to a violent spasmodic cough with gagging or vomiting and when coughing it feels as if his head would fly into pieces the face becomes puffed the eyes seem to protrude and then there is seen that which is commonly present in calicap a peculiar sort of a swelling between eyelids and eyebrows that fills up when coughing your attention is called to that peculiar feature for although there may be blotting now now here else upon the face that little bagging will appear above the lid and below the eyebrow it fills up sometimes to that extent of a little water bag such a swelling has been produced by calica and sometimes that symptom alone guides you to the examination of the remedy for the purpose of ascertaining if calicap does not fit all the rest of the case morninghausen speaks of an epidemic of whooping cough in which the majority of cases called for calicap and the striking feature was present no remedy should ever be given on one symptom if you are led to a remedy by a peculiar symptom study the remedy and the disease thoroughly to ascertain if the two are similar enough to each other to expect a cure any deviation from that rule is ruinous and will lead you to the practice of giving medicine on single symptoms dry hacking insent gagging cough with whooping and blowing of the blood from the nose vomiting of everything in the stomach and expectoration of blood streaked mucus is a whooping cough that will be commonly cured by calica but especially if there is present that peculiar striking feature of bag like swelling below the eyebrow and above the lids a finis of ice there are some cases of pneumonia that need calica the stage of hepatization like self again when pneumonia has passed away think of calicap if every time the patient takes a little cold it settles in the chest with these symptoms that i have described there is sensitiveness of the body to weather changes to cold air and to wet a continuous dry hacking cough with gagging the aggravation from 3 to 5 am in morning and patient has flying neuralgic pains these symptoms gradually increase and the patient dates them back to his pneumonia he says doctor i have never quite 
well since i had pneumonia the catarrhal state has settled in his chest and there is a chronic tendency to take cold these cases are threatening to go into thysis and will hardly be likely to recover without calica in this tendency for catarrhal states to locate in the chest calica should be thought as well as phosphorus lycopodium and sulfur another general state that belong to this remedy is the tendency to dropsies it has dropsies all over the body the feet bloat and the fingers puff the back of the hand pit upon pressure the face looks puffy and waxy the heart is weak i can look back upon quite a number of cases of fatty degeneration of the heart in which i could have prevented all the trouble with calicap if i had known the case better in the beginning these cases were insidious and the indications calling for the calicap must be seen early or the patient will advance into an incurable condition that peculiar state of weakness and feeble circulation and finally ends in the dropsy and many other complications has its likeness in calicap there is an insidiousness about calicap in the approach of all its complaints he has a sort of non descript appearance with withered has much dyspnea upon going uphill and even walking on the level examination of the lungs show them to be in very fair condition but finally complications come on there is a breakdown and organic changes and you look back over these cases and say if i had only seen in the beginning of this case what i see now it seems as if the patient ought to have been cured we learn from the beginnings of the remedies as we learn the beginnings of the sickness it is a prudent thing for a homeopathic physician to glance back over the case that he has failed on or someone else has failed on to study its beginnings and see what the manifestations were this kind of study to the homeopathic physician is a delightful as postmortem are to the old school the teeth present a peculiar state the gums take on a scorbutic or scrofulous character the gums separate from the teeth and the teeth decay and become discolored and loose so that they have to be extracted early in life he suffers from pain in the teeth whenever he takes a cold from riding a wind and raw weather the pains come on even when the teeth is not yellow or decayed stitching tearing rending pains in the teeth offensive smell from teeth pus oozing out from around the teeth the mouth is full of little ulcers little after spatches the mucous membrane is pale and ulcerates daily the tongue is white with offensive taste coated gray with sick headaches while many symptoms of calicap are aggravated after eating some symptoms are relieved by after eating there is throbbing in the pit of the stomach 
when the stomach is empty there is also throbbing all over the body pulsations to the fingers and toes there is no part that does not pulsate and he is kept awake by this pulsations the pulsation even when there is often no feeling of pulsation in the region of heart it has violent palpitation of heart calicup fits many old dyspeptics after eating he feels as if he would burst so bloated he is great flatulence belches wind upwards and passes flatus downwards offensive flatus the belching up is also attended with fluid irritations so fluid that set the teeth on edge they excoriate or cause smarting in pharynx or mouth pain in the stomach after eating burning in the stomach after eating gone feeling in the stomach that is not even relieved by eating a peculiar condition of calicap is a state of anxiety felt in stomach as though it were a fear one of the first patients i ever had expressed it in a better way than it is expressed in books she said doctor somehow or other i don't have a fear like other people do because i have it in my stomach she said when she was afraid it always struck to her stomach if a dose lamps i feel it right here epigastric region well that is tri- striking that is peculiar it was not long before i developed another feature of calicup by a little awkwardness on my part my knees happened to hit the patient's foot as it projected a little over on the edge of the bed and the patient said oh sure enough that was calicup again for you will find the calicup a patient that is afraid and everything goes into the stomach and when touched upon the skin there is an anxiety or fear or apprehension felt in the region of stomach you might imagine that it is connected with the solar plexus but the symptoms is the all in all to the physician a calica patient is so sensitive in the soles of the feet that the mere touch on the sheet brings on sensation of shrill throughout the body heart pressure is all right it does not disturb but something that comes unawareness excites the calica patient is over sensitive to all the surrounding things over sensitive to touch shivering from the simplest and lightest touch even when heart pressure is agreeable violently ticklish in the soles of the feet i have often examined the feet when a patient would shiver and rose up the feet and screams out don't tickle my feet i had probably touched it so lightly that i did not know that i had touched it at all in lacasis also gentle touch is painful while heart pressure is agreeable but here it is not so much the ticklishness in lacasis the abdomen is so sensitive that 
the touch of the sheet is painful i have seen lacrosse patients using a hoop to keep a light sheet from touching the abdomen you may know then that you are in realm of lacrosse and that it is like those persons who are unable to hear the slightest touch upon the neck and suffer from uneasiness on wearing a collar all that however is different from this state of declishness i have seen patients who are really so sensitive in the skin that i would not dare touch it unless they knew just where i was going to touch now i am going to feel your pulse hold still if i were to touch the hand or reach out the feel of the pulse without warning there would be a shrill such a state is in keeping with calica these things often have to dug out by observation in studying the nature of proving and associating things these things that run into the oversensitiveness of the patient are of great value clinically the capabilities of our materia medica are something wonderful but they could be developed much more rapidly if a number of homeopathic physicians would make application of materia medica with accuracy and intelligence observing what they see and relating it literally at the present day there is only a very small number of homeopathic physicians that can come together in a body and say things that are worth listening to a shamefully small number when we consider the length of time hanimans books have been before the world there are many old chronic liver subjects who talk about nothing else but the liver every time they go to the doctor's office they talk about the liver and about the condition of fullness of the region of the liver and pain through the right shoulder blade and up through the right side of chest with a good deal of oppression and distension vomiting of bile and a good deal of stomach disorders fullness after eating attacks of diarrhea alternating with constipation lasting for many days with great straining at stool periodical bilious attack when a constipated state is present he cannot lie down at night difficult breathing at night or at 3 o'clock in morning especially when it is impatient over sensitive to cold damp weather one who wants to sit by the fire all the time these liver subjects are often thoroughly cured by calica sometimes they have been resorting to all sorts of liver tapping taking such medicines as purges or cough vomiting drugs that really aggravate the trouble calicap goes on to bottom of these cases and roots out the evil in the abdomen we have many calicap symptoms persons subject to repeated attacks of colic cutting pains with distension with pain after eating constipation or diarrhea colic with cutting tearing pains doubling him up coming on very little while tremendous flatulence when the attack of the colic is on it might remind you of colosynth 
or of some other acute remedies that cure the colic in 2 or 3 minutes but will find that these acute remedies that relieve colic so speedily when given the second or third time do not produce so marked effect you will find it necessary to haunt for an antiseptic a remedy that will control the whole case in the study of the colic alone during its attack you only get one sided view of the case and after the colic is over say he has been cured by colocynth you now study the patient and go over the case and behold all the symptoms are covered by calica after giving the remedy you may expect the patient will not have another attack such a nature is calica it is deep acting long acting goes deep into the life it cures conditions due to sora or to the separation of eruptions in childhood or to the closing up of old ulcers and fistulous opening in the history of troubles ever since all these wandering pains and the chilliness are again relieved by eruptions by the outbreak of discharges by hemorrhages by ulcers that eat in deep and flow freely in fistulous opening cutting in the abdomen as if torn into pieces violent cutting must sit bent over pressing with both hands and lean far for relief cannot sit upright cutting and drawing like false labor pains there are great callness with pains with the cutting in the abdomen he wants heat hot drinks hot water bags a chronic coldness is felt in the abdomen cold externally and internally it would sometimes be cruel to give a dose of calica when a colic is on because if the remedy fitted in the case constitutionally if all the symptoms of the case were those of calica you would be likely to get an aggravation that would be unnecessary there are plenty of short acting remedies that would relieve the pain speedily and at once close the attack and the constitutional remedy would then be given if the patient can bear the pain to end it is better to wait until it passes off without any medicine that sometimes is cruel and then short acting remedies should be given all recurrent troubles those that come periodically or after eating certain articles or from exposure or with periodicity that belongs to time all these states are chronic they are not acute troubles they are simply a portion of chronic miasm a side view and all such cases must have a constitutional remedy sooner or later you can it is sure relieve violent pains at first visit but then you must look deeper and prevent your patient having more trouble otherwise if you should give bell or colocynth or any other medicine that simply fits the colic the trouble will come back again you have not cured your patient you have only palliated but on the other hand you take such a colic as is described here and the calica fits just these symptoms alone and does not fit the whole constitution of the patient 
then it is that a constitutional and long acting remedy like calicup acts in fullness it does not take usual long time to act and is not attended with an aggravation abdominal muscles painful tetchs swelling of glands in the abdomen also following troubles in the bowels or following peritonitis we have effusion into the peritoneal sac which is usually associated with dropsy of the extremities but not always in liver dropsies especially is this remedy useful it has a great many complaints of the rectum and anus and of the stool it has most persistent and erroneous hemorrhoidal tumors that burn that are extremely sensitive to touch that bleed copiously that are extremely painful making it impossible for him to sleep he is compelled to lie upon the back and hold the nades apart because the pressure is very and painful to the external piles the piles cannot be put back there there is great distension and swelling inside hemorrhoids that come out after stool and bleed copiously and are very painful they must be pushed back and long after going to the bed they burn like fire there is great aggravation from stool which are hard and knotty and requires great straining to expel fistula of anus burning temporarily relieved by sitting in cold water it has chronic diarrhea and also diarrhea alternating with constipation many times when there is numerous particulars we have to rely upon the generals that are characteristic of the remedy the text gives much less of diarrhea than has been developed by clinical uses diarrhea painless with rumbling in abdomen and burning at stool only by day chronic cases with puffiness under the eyebrows it gives few symptoms but it is a large and extensive remedy in diarrheas that are chronic in old broken down subjects in weakly pallid subjects with pure poor digestion and great flatulence with much distension with disordered liver then the kidney bladder and the urethra come in for their share of trouble which is a catarrhal nature discharges from the bladder purulent discharge discharges of thick tenacious copious mucus deposited in the urine in keeping with this there is much burning burning in the urethra during and after maturation urine flows slowly with soreness and burning calica runs very close to natromore in many of its old long standing bladder troubles in all cases of bleed long standing cases of urinary troubles that follow gonorrhea these two remedies are useful both suitable in scanty white bleed discharge that remains in both urination is painful you have a broken down constitution we have described then the remedy may be calica some of these all cases are entirely painless having no pain either during or after maturation then 
you get entirely different class of remedies the old chronic discharges following a gonorrhea are as troublesome for the young doctor as anything that will ever fall into his hands the remedies are numerous and the symptoms are scanty and many times the patient has not been long under the doctor's care therefore he does not know the patient's constitutional state well and the patient can only tell him of the discharge nothing but the discharge doctor you cannot get his mind on his symptoms he has forgotten that he wakes at 3 o'clock in am morning and cannot get in sleep until 5 o'clock he has forgotten all the nervous manifestations with the patient you have had under control those constitutional to get before this condition comes you ought not to have much difficulty one of the evidences that calica patient is of a weakly constitution and is on the road to a breakdown is that all of his symptoms are aroused and brought down into action after question after sexual excitement now you will have you will take notice in practice and remember it that question is a natural thing with man when it is carried on in order and when that which is natural is followed by prostration and has been long for the time there is a break in constitution there is something radically wrong all the symptoms are likely to be worse after question in calica he has weak vision weakness of senses tremulous and generally nervous he is sleepless and weak and he shivers and trembles for a day or two after question similar symptoms are observed in the woman in spite of the fact that the patient is weak the sexual desire is excessive it is not orderly the is a sexual erethism which is not under command of the will and the male is subject to copious frequent pollutions nightly dreams sexual prostration young men who have abused themselves or have indulged excessively in sexual pleasure go into marriage and weaken genitals incapacitated and then comes on the disgust and it is not strange that there is so many divorces in the world when the patient is young some of his troubles can be overcome by the living of orderly life and correct homeopathy in calica there are many complaints affecting the male genital organs uneasiness and sensitiveness of the testicles one is the state of the swelling and hardness itching and smarting and annoying sensations in the scrotum and sensation that constantly remind the patient that he has genital organs constant irritation calling this attention on genitals brought on from abuse from vice from excesses phosphorus is a medicine that is abused in this fear many physicians look upon it as one of the great remedies for weakness of genital organs in first genital indications are extreme excitement two active erections a disorderly strength of the genital organs beware of giving it in importance or weakness as this is often associated with very feeble constitutions and force not only fails to cure but also seem 
to add the weakness it is a weakness that you will learn in vital weakness force will set the patients to running down more rapidly who are suffering from the vital weakness who are always tired simply weak always prostrated and want to go to bed the females has a great friend of kali cup the woman has a great friend in kali cup it is full of her complaints and has many symptoms likely to be found in a sick woman it is useful in cases of uterine hemorrhages that has been incessant in pale waxy hemorrhagic woman incessant hemorrhage following an abortion she has been curatis and had has all sort of treatment but still that oozing keeps right on at menstrual period the flow is very copious and clotted and then after prolonged menstruation of 10 days or so during which she has had a copious flow she settles back into a stage of oozing flowing until next month and then it arises into another 10 days of copious menstruation calicup has cured a number of cases of fibroid tumor long before it has time for critical period to cure you must remember that there is natural tendency for a fibroid to cease to grow at climatic period and afterwards it shrivels and that this takes place without any treatment but the appropriate remedies will cause the hem that hemorrhage to cease will cause that tumor to cease to grow and after few days there will be grand release of its size calicup is often a remedy for vomiting in pregnancy but to find out when it is the remedy for vomiting in pregnancy we have to go to the whole constitutional state vomiting of pregnancy is not cured although it may temporarily relieved by ipecac as this is a medicine that corresponds merely to nausea itself in a large number of instances caking and nausea are only a second or third grade symptom in the remedy that will cure the conditions really depend upon the constitutional state and the remedy that is to cure must be constitutional remedy sulfur sepia and calicup are among the remedies commonly indicated sometimes arsenic is needed of course if a pregnant woman has simply disorders that her stomach and has vomited bile a few times the remedy might be ipecac when the pregnant woman has no constitutional symptoms at all and upon examining the case you will find nothing but nausea overwhelming deathly nausea with continuous vomiting day and night a single dose of symphoricapus rack will help that is prescribing upon very limited information and should only be done in circumscribed or one sided cases it is not a long acting remedy it is not a constitutional remedy and acts very much like ipecac at times you will go into confinement room when the woman has pains in the back below the waistline the pains in the uterus are very weak they are not sufficiently expulsive to make a progress in the labor a kind of pain that makes the woman utter the cry my back my back 
the pains extend down the buttocks and the legs the pains in the back as if the back would break under good prescribing these pains are changed into contractions which proves sufficient to expel the contents of the uterus when you hear such things you will look back over history of the case you will look back for weeks as the woman has been drawing near the end of the gestation and see that vague things the chilliness and the other features in her constitutional state for which you have been trying to find a remedy now cumulate at the time of her confinement into class of pains had you seen that 6 weeks before or given her calicap you would have prevented the severe labor it is a severe labor a prolonged labor the uterus appears to be weak and the pains are feeble they are all in the back and do not go into the center of operation as they should now this same kind of pain may deceive you in taking another form the pains begin in the back and appear to go into uterus and then run up back which would turn you aside entirely from the calica pain into the pain that would indicate gelsemia sometimes these pains are so severe that eventually seem to prevent rather than encourage the contractions of the uterus then the contractions of the uterus cease and the woman screams out and wants her hips rubbed and screams out with pain in each side of the abdomen rather than in center the pains of the region are broad ligaments or to be actia racemosa will make the pains regular pulse is the medicine for the absence of marked contraction in the cases inclined to nothing in case where that inactive when the os is sufficiently dilated and the parts are relaxed and the prediction is an easy and simple labor but the patient does not do anything it's a state of mildness inactivity pulse will very often cause in 5 minutes a very strong contraction of uterus sometimes almost in a painless way the back aches so badly while she is walking that she feels as if she could lie down on the street street etc etc the pain seemed to take a force and vigor all out of patient after delivery there is a tendency to prolong the flooding arousing at every menstrual period as described weakness of heart cardiac dyspnea the breath is short and the patient cannot walk and must move very slowly it is the coming on of a fatty heart with the suffocation and dyspnea the breathing is short that the patient cannot stop to take a drink or to eat the breathing is rapid not deep but weak dyspnea with violent irregular palpitation of heart throbbing that shake the whole frame pulsations that can be felt to ends of the fingers and toes violent pulsations patient cannot lie on left side accompanied with stitching pains through chest and cuff in all asthmatic patients with weak pulse 
with same pulsations and palpitations and cannot lie down the only position it seems that he can find any comfort is leaning forward with his elbows resting on chair the attack is violent continuous especially worse from 5 to 3 to 5 am and worse from lying in bed he is aroused at 3 o'clock in the morning with these asthmatic attacks asthmatic dyspnea when the state is that of humid asthma or filling up of the chest with mucus coarse rattles in chest loud rattling breathing in patients who always have rattling in chest rattling cough stuffy breathing with very raining spells and misty spell or in cold foggy weather the conditions becomes that of humid asthma asthmatic breathing with much weakness in chest worse from 3 to 5 am the patient is pale sicky and anemic and the complaints of stitching pains in the chest the cough of this medicine is one of the most violent cups in the medicines in materia medica the whole frame is racked the cough is incessant attended with gagging and vomiting comes on at 3 o'clock in morning a dry hacking hard raking cough suffocative coughs choking cough at 5 am great dryness in the throat between 2 to 3 am think of calica when after troubles like measles catarrhal state is left behind due to lack of reaction the sorix sickle the cough following measles is very often calica cough calica sulfur carbovitz and rosira are perhaps more frequently indicated than other remedies in such coughs as follows measles or pneumonia the expectoration is copious very offensive tenacious lumpy blood streak and pus like thick yellow and yellowish green very often it has pungent cheesy taste strong taste as of old cheese catarrh of chest dry cough day and night the vomiting of the blood and some phlegm worse after eating and drinking and in the evening nothing is more striking in calicap than the wandering stitching pains through the chest and the coldness of the chest the great dyspnea the transient stitches the plural stitches that are important features of this remedy a great number of cases in which calicap is suited are those where the trouble are spread from catarrhal origin and from the lower portion of the lung upwards it is not commonly indicated in those cases where the dullness have begun at apex of either or both lungs it will be very awkward uh, of future sickness that are firmly family history is tuberculosis do not be afraid to give an antisorric remedies when there is history of tuberculosis in family but be careful when the patient is far developed advanced with tuberculosis that the cavities of the lung or latent tubercles or encysted caseous tubercles your antisorric might rouse him to a dangerous condition do not suppose however that it is dangerous to give sulfur because one's father and mother have died of phthisis sulfur might be just the remedy to prevent the child from following the father and mother Calicap is often suitable 
will act as an acute remedy in advanced stages of phthisis. In cases in which it is not indicated primarily as constitutional remedy. In such instances it will act as palliative in phthisis. Whereas it if where it were indicated primarily as constitutional remedy it would do damage in the late weeks. The fortunate thing is that great many homeopaths are not able to find the homeopathic remedy if the patient has yet young lung space enough to be cured calica will do wonders where symptoms agree i want to warn you in one respect concerning calica it is very dangerous medicine in gout when you get an old gouty subject who has big toe joints finger joints and they are sore and inflamed very now and then you might think of calicap covers the case very suitably he is disturbed in just such weather he is pallid and sicky and his complaints come at 3 and 2 o'clock in morning he has the shooting pains but these cortic portions are very often incurable and if so to undertake to cure them would be dreadful calamity because the aggravations would last so long if you give calicap to one of these incurable patients in the very high potency it will make your patient worse the aggravation will be serious and prolonged but the 30th may be a great service cali iod when it is indicated in gouty patients acts as soothing and palliative remedy but calicap seemed to be a dreadful remedy to handle it is a sharp and two edged sword do not undertake to give the medicine with a view of curing these old cases of gouty when the nodosities are numerous do not give that constitutional medicine that should have been administered to these patients 20 years ago because there is no reaction enough in the life of the patient to turn him into order and will will be destroyed it seems par- paradoxical to say but to cure him is to kill him the vital action that is necessary to restore him to health would practically tear his framework into pieces you need not believe these things you are not obliged to but think about them and some day after prescribing a veil and making numerous mistakes in attempting to cure incurables will admit the awful power of homeopathic remedies they are simply dreadful in all cases in all cases of bright disease in advanced cases of phthisis where there are numerous tubercles beware calica given too high while studying the textbook look for sensations they are very numerous of course those most striking striking are stitches and tearing pains shooting sticking and watering pains